Pavel Daily Hot Takes back again. Um, as you guys know, sure you guys know if you listen to this, you watch basketball. So I'm sure you know the NBA draft was yesterday. Um, first off about the draft, what I do want to say is, man, I love the NBA as far as like, I, I, I think the NBA probably does the best job of marketing itself out of any um, professional league currently. Um, like the draft as like just an event was a great event. Like I think that this probably was as far as just like not not just the talent in the draft, but I think this was probably one of the best drafts I've ever seen. Like I actually genuinely enjoyed watching the draft. Like I watched all two all I think it was like five hours. I watched all five hours of it. Um, we got great moments. I mean, we got probably some of the best moments that especially the top three picks. I mean, with you know RJ his uh, his his dad saying you know I'm proud of you, son. Even Zion, Zion, you know, crying the way he cried, hugging his mom, you know, being overcome with um, emotion. Even Ja, I mean, I think we just got even uh, the Kobe White moment, you know, he found out that Cam Johnson got drafted. Um, I just think we got so, so many great moments throughout this draft. And, I mean, you got stuff that's memeable. I mean, look, they're going to probably meme Zion crying. Well, like, they people already have memes Zion crying, you know. And I, 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 I just think that, I mean, even um, – after, you know, when they were doing the uh, media um, availability, when, you know, RJ was like, yo, shout out the girl, I like the pink dress, or shout out, uh, uh, like, yo, I can't believe that, like, that like I'm a Nick. It's, it's just, felt like, as far as just, like, a spectacle of television, we got one of the best drafts that we've ever had, just as, as literally, just as far as, I'm not talking about talent, talent-wise, we, we, we won't know, um, Personally, I think this was a very, very deep draft. Um, you know, some people said it was like a three-player draft. I disagree. I think that there were like three, you know, clear-cut, like, top guys. But then I think that, I mean, you even go all the way down to like the second round. I I, I think it's some talent in there. Um, I think that when we talk about who had a good draft and who had a bad draft, looking at it, I can't really see anybody off top who I think had a bad draft. I mean, first of all, I just think that the skill level of these kids now is just so greater than, than you know, what it was 10, 15 years ago. You know, most of these kids grow up with trainers. Most of these kids are already media trained. I mean, like, you can see, like, they, they, they're great with the media at 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, as opposed to 10, 15 years ago. Like, you had to get media trained when you got into the league. But I just feel like the way that, because, you know, from, like, the time you're 9, 8, 9, 10 years old now, like, they single you out to play one sport. Back in the day, like, I remember even back in, like, uh, when, when, like, I was in high school, you couldn't even play basketball unless you played football. And then if you played basketball, you had to play a track sport. So they so they were, like, not a track, not, not a track sport, but a spring sport. So they made you, like, you know, three-sport athletes. But when you do that, it takes time away you know, from you just honing in and focusing on one sport and just training um, for that. I feel like most of these athletes probably, again, have had, I mean, even, you know, when I talked to um, um, Marina Marbury, shout out to LA Sparks, and I was talking about the difference between um, East Coast and um, West Coast Hoopers, and she was like, yeah, most people out West have trainers, and most people out, out, out East kind of, you just kind of grew up playing outside, but even still, like, like, I mean, if you look at where most of these people come from, like, I still think they grew up, you know, playing 
mad basketball, working with trainers, even if it's like training outside, like you saw, uh, like uh, in your house, like you saw the video of um, John Morant last night, literally just where they put it up on the um, um, during the draft. He was training with his dad, like full on workout, like running around cones, dribbling around cones in the backyard. Had the man jumping through tires. So I think that the way that we train these kids now, um, and even in the um, um, in the um, women's game as well. I think just the way we train basketball is just so much better than what it was 15, 20 years ago. So I think all these kids come in probably even more skilled than what people came in 15, 20 years ago. Now, you can argue about talent. You can argue about athleticism, things like that, like whatever. But as far as actual skill level, I think all of these kids are very well developed um, beyond what prospects were 10, 15 years ago. So I don't think you'll get any more drafts, you know, like you got in like 2000 where, you know, it was a really bad draft. I think we got, like, what, like, I think six total All-Stars combined from that draft. Like, I don't think you'll see any more drafts like that. I think that every year the talent pool gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. For one, I mean, basketball is more global. So you're not just competing against, you know, uh, you know, New York, or you're not just competing against prospects in L.A. or prospects in America. You're competing against everywhere. Like, I mean, what, uh, uh, RJ is from Canada. Like, Canada, I think, had, what, three first-round picks this year? Three or four first-rounds? Canada. You know? I mean, you you, I mean, you always had Europe. You know, Australia's producing great prospects. Like, basketball is a very, very uh, globalized sport now. I mean, the basketball beyond borders. Like, I think uh, Pascal um, came out of that uh, uh, program. I think that the guy at Detroit grafted uh, – uh, I can't. I cannot pronounce his name, but I'm gonna try. Uh, C.U. Dukembio. I I know that's not how you pronounce his name. I'm sorry, bro. Like I cannot pronounce your name at this moment. But I mean, I think he's from Africa and went through like the basketball um, um, beyond borders program. But again, so I I just think that the way we teach in the game around the world is just so much better than what it was 15, 20 years ago. So I don't think that you'll see any of those drafts where, you know, you don't have talent coming in. Like, I think the draft gets actually better every year. You see, like, I think I think that, like, phenoms are happening, like, more often. Like, you know, you got Zion, but then you also have had Melo. Like, Melo's going to be in the league next year, you know? Like, that's crazy. Like, we've seen this guy since he was, what, probably 13 years old on the Internet. He's he's going to be in the um, league next year. I mean, RJ, you've seen RJ for, you know, two years. Um, and it, Cam, I mean, even Cam, you've seen Cam for like, you know, uh, two, three years. Like, there's so much footage on these guys since the time that they're damn near in like eighth grade. So, you know, even like you're seeing more and more and more phenoms. And just as the years progress, as, you know, media um, um, even gets bigger and you have more media outlets like myself, um, you know, like we, we, I feel like we contribute to this space as well. Like the, the, the NBA, again, just does a very amazing job of marketing themselves and they understand that that as much media and as much publicity as many conversations you can drive drive around the game as possible the better it is like i remember when basketball legit ended like 15 years ago there was actually an offseason like basketball ended like once once you know the finals were decided i mean you had the draft but summer league wasn't as prevalent. Like summer league wasn't the thing that it is now. Summer league is bigger every year, you know. Like Zion's gonna be at summer league. Like that's gonna be the craziest. That summer league might sell out for Zion. It it really might. That's that's gonna be the craziest ticket in Vegas. 
I mean, like, what if Zion and RJ's team played each other? You're not going to tell me that arena isn't going to be packed? Like, Summer League, I don't even remember LeBron James going to Summer League. I don't even remember seeing LeBron James at Summer League. The first Summer League highlights that I really remember paying attention to were, like, Greg Oden. I remember Greg Oden fouled out and I think his first Summer League game, which people was like, it's red flag. He fouled out in his 10 fouls. But, so, again, I, I think that just – there's no offseason now. And then, you know, Summer League. Well, there's free agency before that. Then Summer League. I remember last year, like, LeBron comes to Summer League with Lakers shorts after he just signed with the Lakers. It's like, yo, LeBron is at Summer League. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's literally. And then you got USA Basketball. Like, there's no basketball offseason now. It's literally 365 days a year. So, before I get into, you know, actually, you know, talking about and breaking down the draft, I just want to give a shout-out to, um, to, um, to um, the NBA for the way that they market themselves. Um, hell of a job. Uh, I, again, I thought the NBA draft was was probably the best the best spectacle that um, that um, you know uh, I've seen um, thus far. As far as just watching a TV event, I think it was probably the best the best um, yeah the best draft that you know um, I've seen. But Moving on to the draft, I want to talk about winners and losers. Um, again, I don't really have any real losers for you guys. Um, I think that everybody did a great job. I mean, like, look, I want to start off with Phoenix, right? So everybody's saying, oh, Phoenix did a Phoenix did a terrible job. Uh, I don't know who's running Phoenix. I actually might be in the minority, but I like what Phoenix did on draft night. You know, like, I, I like it. Um, I think that trading down was a great move. Um for one you pick up Dario Saric who I think is 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 a quality is a very very quality four man. Um I mean, I'm, I'm pulling up the the trades that they that they all uh had. I can see them. Okay, yeah, I think that Devin Booker is again is is, is again a very very quality big man. Um not Devin Booker tweaking. I think that Dario Saric is a, a very, very quality big man. Um, so I love the acquisition of, it's not like they just traded down to 11. They also traded down to 11 and picked up Dario. Um, I didn't think that, I didn't think that for the Suns, um, Culver, I mean, you look, you could pick, pick, pick Kobe White. You could pick Culver, but I remember, I, you know, getting, get, I, I used to get into um, discussions with um, the Suns fan all the time. And they would say, um, actually, the lineups when Devin Booker, our running point guard, actually produced really well. So, I mean, look, if you're comfortable with what Devin is doing at point guard, then just leave him, him at point guard. I mean, look, it takes a while to learn a point guard position. This year was his first year playing point guard. Um, so I think that, you know, next year you come back, you've done it before, you come back and prove, you come back better. Um and you're more used to the um, position. Or, you know, you've heard the D-Lo rumblings. If you can bring in D-Lo, I would love that move as well. Um, but either way, like, I think for the Suns, it's about getting length, getting athleticism, and being able to defend, right? Um, so I looked at, everybody was shocked that Cam Johnson, um, you know, went as high as he did in the draft. So I stayed up to about, I want to say, like, 4 a.m. last night, literally just, like, watching prospects' highlights. I didn't watch any full games. So, again, granted, this is just me watching highlights. I'm not the biggest college um, basketball fan at this age. I think that college basketball is just a very amateur sport. And 
is not always the most visually appealing for me to watch. But that being said, I, again, I did check out at least like 20 minutes of footage on like um, Cam Johnson. And I really like Cam Johnson. Like, I don't know what everybody's complaining about the Cam Johnson pick for. For one, he's an older player. He's 23. He's been in college five years. So he's been coached up. So it's not like you're getting a guy who, who you're going to have to like develop. You're getting a guy who basically... Like, for instance, uh, No Shield Gear always says, uh, on Gear Arenas, the draft is not based on skill. It's about based on potential, right? But if you look at skill level and just, like, who's the most developed prospect, Cam Johnson has been in college for five years. So he knows how to play in the system. He knows how to play offense. He knows how to play defense. He seems very polished. He has great size. He's 6'8", I think 225, if I'm not mistaken. He can pass the ball. He's the best shooter in the draft. Shooting is at a premium right now, especially for Phoenix. Um... You need shooters around Devin. You also need shooters around Aiden because if you want to have it where if I dump the ball down to Aiden in the post and they double off Aiden, we got Camp out there. You also can't leave Booker. You know, Dario can knock one down. Dario can also um, facilitate at the four spot. You also have uh, um, Mikhail Bridges. He's a um, decent shooter. If I'm not mistaken, I looked it up last night. Cam Johnson shot 45% from the three-point line and 53% from three in college last year. And judging off the way Kobe White um, talked about him, uh, and was as happy for him um, when he got drafted. It seems like Cam Johnson is a really, really hard worker. That's what it seems like. It seems like he's a guy who who he has the size to compete, but he probably worked himself into being a lottery pick. So I really, really like the Cam Johnson acquisition. They got rid of TJ Warren, which is something that I think that they needed to do. Um, I don't think TJ best fit what they were trying to do. Um, I think that, again, that's too many people – taking shots. I mean, TJ is a guy who can get you like 18, 19, 20 points a game, but I need Aiden to get more shots. I need Booker to get more shots. I need those guys to be like the new Shaq and Kobe, so I don't really need somebody else who's coming in and taking, you know, 13 shots, 14 shots a game. I don't need that. So I like Cam Johnson for what they're doing. I think that he can kind of be like what they wanted Josh Jackson to be. I think that you can also run some offense through Cam Johnson. He seems to be really, really good in transition. Again, he seems to um, I saw a couple plays when he would get out in transition and make great bounce passes. Like, you can fuck up those bounce passes, and they can get stolen, and that can be a run out the other way. Um, he seems to make great bounce passes. He seems smart. Again, he's, I think, five-year player, so I think he probably red-shirted, got his degree. So he seems smart. He seems seasoned. Um, he's a guy that you don't have to develop. I think also with the Suns, you're tired of developing players. You just put – that money on Booker, you gave him, what, $160 million. I think that, I mean, you've been out of the playoffs like 10, 11, 12 years now. You don't really want to bring in any more, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds who you have to still develop. I also like the acquisition of Aaron Baines. I hope they keep Aaron Baines. Um, I like I like the acquisition of having just some veterans there. I mean, like, I like Rashard Holmes. I think he's dope. I think he's a good young player. But I would rather have a veteran backup for Aiden. Um, it also gives me some physicality. Um Again, you pick up uh, Sarich, and I think what you have, what what you you get you you uh, you uh, got rid of T.J. Warren's contract. I think you have like forty million or thirty million in cap space now. Like, yo, I like the day Phoenix had. I think Phoenix had a really really good day. Again, I like. Don't be surprised if Cam Johnson comes out and makes an immediate impact. Again, the thing you see about these, you know, three four year guys is they don't need as much time to develop. Like even Hart, when Hart got drafted, he came in and made an immediate impact. It wasn't like you had to wait to see what Josh Hart did. No, Josh Hart came out and hooped right away. Like, you knew who Josh Hart was within the first 30 games of the season. Josh Hart was making an impact. 
I think that not granted. I mean, Josh Hart wasn't a lottery pick. Cam Johnson is 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 like a lottery pick, but he's a guy that I think could come in and realistically start next year for the Phoenix Suns at the small forward position. I mean, like, look, they signed Trevor Ariza, but I don't think Ariza wanted to be there. Um, I think he just wanted to just get the most money and like I think that what they offered like fifteen million for one year. I just think he just want to take the bag and like I feel him. But I think that Cam Johnson can be what they thought. A reason was gonna be like sometimes I think that what teams do is like they'll sign a guy or they'll get a guy that they know you know isn't gonna be around longer. You just want to like test out your future. For instance, like Cleveland, I love what Cleveland did. Some people think, oh, why did you pick another point guard? Because look, if you watch Cleveland last year, one thing that they did do is they would run out uh, Colin Sexton and Brandon Knight. I don't think that Colin Sexton is the best point guard. He played. I mean, you. I mean, if you watch Hoops and Brews, you heard me complain about it all the year. Like. All like all year, I think he got better um, towards the end with his decision making. But I mean, he's still only giving you like three assists. Colin Sexton is more of a guy who you can use um, as a two guard as well. Like, yo, you go out there and get buckets and pass sometimes. Garland is a better shooter. Like, Garland is a better shooter than what Sexton is. But I think Sexton is probably better getting to the paint. But also, Sexton showed he can really shoot the ball. Like, I think Sexton was shooting like forty percent from three. After the All-Star break. So, I think that, like, look, I think that they have some semblance of what Portland has. Um, Again, they ran out Brandon Wright. Not Brandon Wright. Brandon Knight and Colin Sexton last year. I really like what they did. I think they were just testing out what they wanted, like, what they wanted their future to look like. Which is why if you uh, heard my past early hot takes earlier in the season, I was suggesting that they draft John Morant. And we just pair both of them in the um backcourt together. Also, they had lineups in which they ran Sadie Austin at the four. So, I love getting... Kevin Porter Jr. at the end of the first round, who I personally think is a is I look man, I personally think Kevin Porter is a lottery type talent that slipped all the way down to the end of the first round. Like if he didn't have some, I mean, people had what he got hurt in college. They also had he got suspended. He had questions about his attitude, but he's a young player. But I mean, if he can just keep his head on straight, I think that Cleveland got an absolute steal. Um, I can't say I know much about uh, Dylan Wilder, but. I'm focusing on Kevin Johnson, not Kevin Johnson, uh, Kevin Porter and uh, Darius Garland. Like, look, I think that sometimes next year you may see a combination of, of um, depending on what they want to do with Love. I personally think you keep Love. I think Kevin Love wants to be there. Um, I think that at this point he's like a legacy player for Cleveland. Um, he's a guy that's probably going to get his jersey retired there at some point. Um, I don't know how they're going to play defense, but I think that for them you want to get out and you want to run. If you got Kevin Love, there is one of the best rebounders in the league, one of the best outlet passers in the league, and you got Garland, you got Sexton, you got Kevin Porter, you got Seti, who actually is a really good. I think I think that later on in the year they started running some of the plays for Seti that they would have ran for LeBron the pre the uh, prior year. Um, not saying that he's LeBron. But he has some LeBron-like qualities, whereas he can be a point forward. You can run offense through Seti. Um, you can also run offense through him in the post. Um, his post, he 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 started posting up a little bit more near the end of the um, season. Uh, so I think that at times you'll see lineups like of Sexton, Garland, Kevin Porter, Seti at the four, Tristan at the five, or Love at the five. Or I mean, they still do have John Henson. I mean, you might move, look to move John Henson. I don't know. You might look to move Tristan Thompson. I don't know. Who knows what they're going to do with Kevin Love. I mean, you heard a couple teams are interested in Kevin Love. But, again, I would like to see them keep Kevin Love. But I think Cleveland had an amazing day. Um, I think that the Pelicans, look, man, look, man, the Pelicans, David Griffin is a genius. 
David Griffin should be applauded. David Griffin came in and in literally one month turned his whole team's entire franchise around. Like, this is the haul, basically, that they got back for Anthony Davis. They got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Jackson Hayes, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They got the number 35th pick returned into Marcos, Lewis Silva. Then they got a protected first from the Cavs next year via the Hawks, which will probably, it's probably I think it's lottery protected. Cavs or, well, might be top 10 protected. The Cavs will probably still be in the top 10 next year. So it will probably convey the following year. But regardless, that's going to be a decent pick, a mid-first-round pick or a lottery pick at some point in time. Then you have an unprotected first from the Lakers in 2021. Then you have, excuse me, then you have a unprotected pick swap with the Lakers. Then you have a, excuse me, 2024 unprotected pick from the Lakers with rights to defer to 2025. Uh, and you got rid of Solomon Hill. <laughs> who had a huge, terrible contract that the that the uh, I think who I think did did, did Dale Dems give him that contract when he gave um Omir Sheik all that money as well. Like David Griffin has come in and literally in fucking one month, excuse me, in one month switched this whole team's franchise completely around. Like, look, I think realistically, I was I was watching some Jackson Hayes highlights. To me, he's like a. I mean, I looked. I think they said it. On draft day, when they did his draft comparison, they said Tyson Chandler. I think that's a very accurate comparison for Jackson Hayes. I mean, he seems like he can he 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 he's great with help defense. Um, he's got a seven three wingspan. I think his vertical was like thirty four inches. So that's great, amazing size for like a six eleven seven foot center. Um, I realistically think the Pelicans have a chance to be the best defensive basketball team ever, or one of the best defensive teams ever. Like, just look at their starting lineup, right? Lonzo Ball, already one of the best defensive guards in the um, league. Drew Holiday, one of the best defensive guards in the league. Brandon Ingram, a very solid, very long defender. Zion Williamson, who, look, I don't know what you're you going to get from Zion offensively. Offensively, I'm like, Zion, whatever. Defense, Zion has a chance. Zion, I would be very disappointed, if nothing less, if Zion wasn't on the all-defensive team every single year. And was in and um, was in defensive player of the year conversations every single year. When people say things like an athletic Draymond, people think it's disrespectful. But like, imagine if Draymond had a forty had a, like I don't mean I don't know what Zion's vertical is, but it's probably at least forty inches. Imagine if Draymond had a forty inch vertical. Imagine the player he would be. I think that like again like look, I think that not saying he's Draymond, but. When people say athletic Draymond, again, I get the comparison. I get where they're going for Zion. Like I think that's a very accurate, it's a very accurate thing. Like again, I I I think that like there's no weakness on the floor defensively. And even if you do for some reason get past Lonzo and get past Drew and get past Ingram, we got Zion coming to help blocking whatever. Like most of most of Zion's blocks come off help defense. And we're in this era in which, you know, you want to switch everything. I mean, who can't Zion switch on? He can guard guards. He can guard the center. He's got the size to guard centers. Um, you know, he 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 he's got the foot speed and the lateral quickness to stay with most most um, guards. Um, he can contest shots amazingly. Obviously, you know his vertical is probably like forty inches, so you have to shoot it high to get it even over his um, hands and you know over over his reach. Um, so yeah, I think the Pelicans have a chance to have literally one of the best defensive teams you've ever seen. Literally, that you've ever, I'm dead ass serious about you. I think they have a chance to be that, like, OFO Pistons team on steroids. And I think that Zion has a chance to be, like, the, 
the Ben Wallace type of that team. Like if you remember, like Ben Wallace has like Ben Wallace wasn't the biggest guy. He was strong and he had springs, springs, and he could come from anywhere and pretty much block anything. Not saying that you know he's gonna be you know Ben Wallace, but just what Ben Wallace was for that team. I feel like Ben Wallace was the 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 anchor for that team defensively, like Chauncey might have been the anchor for that team offensively, right? I think Lonzo could be the anchor for the team offensively um, as far as, you know, um, um, you know, getting rebounds, pushing it up and running, setting the offense, um, and even setting the tone from the point guard spot defensively. Um, and Zion just has a chance to be, you know, that anchor on the defensive end, whereas, like, he'll block a shot, you'll get in transition, or he'll clean up, you know, any help defense assignments that he'll have. Um, so, again, I think that uh, the Pelicans had an amazing draft. I think even Memphis had a great draft, trading away, um, you know, Conley, but you bring in John Morant, who I think has a chance to be a superstar in this league. And also I love the acquisition of Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark is a very Memphis-type pick. Um, I think Memphis also has a, has, a, has a chance to be a great defensive team um, looking towards the future. I mean, you pair Brandon Clark down there, like Brandon Clark is probably one of – one of not not probably he was one of the best defenders in the um draft along with uh the kid from Washington uh well, uh, uh the guy who uh I forget his name um uh, well no along with Keldon Johnson Keldon Johnson one of the best defenders in, oh the uh Masayu uh uh I'm pronouncing your name too wrong too bro I'm sorry I'm sorry but the uh Masati Dubayu Guy from Washington, I think if not mistaken, he won Defensive Player of the um, Year. But regardless, Brandon Clark is one of the best defenders in, in the um, draft. So I like pairing him with Crowder. I like pairing him with um, with um, Jaron Jackson, uh, 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 Durrell Wright, um, Avery Bradley, if he's still there, if they keep his team option. Um, so, again, I love what Memphis is building. Um, Atlanta had a great day picking up Cam Reddish. Um, again, I, again, I've said many times, I think Cam Reddish went to the wrong school. I think that if Cam Reddish goes, you know, to somewhere where he can take more shots and just assert himself more, I mean, like, you got to remember, he's playing with two guys who's averaging 20 points. So, like, how many shots are there really to go around? And also, you got Trey Jones, who's a point guard. I think uh, the guy Bowden got picked up. Um, he didn't get drafted, but he, you know, got signed after the, like after 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 the draft. Realistically, is one basketball, and I think that Cam probably had to sacrifice the most. I think Cam has a chance to be a superstar. I think that, you know, pairing him with Trey, like it's, Trey has the advantage of it being really, really hard to double him. Also, they picked up DeAndre Hunter, who, I mean, look, you need somebody to play defense. Um, I think that this is a situation of, like, maybe you can run out at times if you want to go small. You you can, you know, run out Trey Young, Horter, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, and John Collins. I mean, that's a crazy-ass lineup. You can play five out damn near sometimes if you really want to. Um, you know, I think Hunter has, has, a, has a chance to be a great a great long defender. Excuse me for the table. A great long defender as well as a chance to um, – I saw them compare him to Kawhi Leonard. I'm not going to go that deep, but his shot does look decent. I think he needs to get a quicker release on his shot. He takes a long time to shoot it, but – Again, I really, really like DeAndre Hunter, and I love the acquisition of Cam Reddish. Like, that's going to be a fun, fun, fun basketball team to watch next year. And, again, I think that Cam Reddish arguably has the most potential out of all the Duke boys. Like, when that man hit the Penny Hardaway, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Like, like there's, like, a play in which Penny Hardaway does, like, some move that I ain't seen done since Penny Hardaway did it. And Cam Reddish hit the Penny Hardaway. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. 
Okay. But again, um, I love Cam's measurables. I think he also has high bust potential, but I think he also has like, he's like hit or miss. If he's hit, um, if he hits, he's going to really, really hit. But if he busts, he's going to really bust as well. But I like that acquisition for Atlanta. I think he's going to hit. Um, and it's going to be really, really hard to double Trey Young. I think that Trey Young might end up being in the All-Star game next year, averaging like 20 and 10 um, next year. Um, also, I love Portland picking up um, Nazir Little. Um, I think that's a – he slipped a little bit. I understand why because of his measurables. He really came into college as a power forward, not a small forward. And he you know listed as like 6'6". Um, but he does have a 7-1 wingspan. I think his vertical was like 35 or 38 inches, something like that. So he has a size. I think that he's a guy that can maybe replace Aminu. And if you look at, you know, matchups, um, I think that if, you know, in the future when they match up against the Warriors, I think that he's a guy who can at least match up against Draymond. Um, I think they have comparable size. Uh, his wingspan is probably longer. He might be also more athletic than Draymond. But I think that he's a guy who can give, who can frustrate Draymond a little bit. Like, I don't think Draymond has a series that he had in the Western Conference Finals, if Nazir Little becomes who he's supposed to become. Um, I also love the Darius Baisley move to uh, the Thunder. Um, he was a guy who the first time I saw Darius Baisley play was when um, him and Romeo Langford matched up, who got picked up by Boston. I uh, love that matchup. I, I, I love that pickup for Boston. But Baisley, I think, went to the G League and went overseas, decided to forego college. Um, I think that he has like a lot of work to do. But, again, he's a young, athletic body that – uh, I think the Thunder need. Um, I think he could be a great defender. Um, they got Terrence Ferguson. They got du, uh, um, 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 Diallo. I like the youth and the athleticism of their youth that they have. Also, they might be looking to move Steven Adams. So, I mean, look, I like what they did. Um, I like Keldon Johnson. I also like the Luka Somatic dude that uh, the Spurs picked up. I thought they were going to pick up Bo Bo, but, you know, the Spurs always have a history with, um, you know, foreign players. And, uh, you know, judging off the highlights that I've seen from him, granted, I'm just, just highlights. I haven't seen a full game. He looks like he's going to be a player. Um, and I always trust the Spurs when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, um, developing foreign talent. And when it comes to Jared Culver, I like Jared Culver. Shout out Jerry Culver, but I don't think Minnesota is the best spot for him. I also like Josh Okuji. I mean, if you pick up Jerry Culver, I'm assuming that. I mean, look, I think you have like three Jerry. I mean, I think you have three of them on the roster. Like, I mean, yeah, he can handle the ball a little bit, but I mean, you got Robert Covington, you already got Wiggins, you already got Okuji. Like, I don't really know what was the need of taking Culver, but I mean, hey, I hope it works out for him. Um, I think that if you take Culver, you have to be looking to move Wiggins now. Um, I don't think that it's smart to have literally basically four people on the team playing the same position, that being uh, Culver, Wiggins, uh, Okuji, and uh, Covington. Um, so I would think you're probably looking to move one of them. Also love that they Indy had. I love Indy picking up TJ Warren. Also them picking up the uh, Goga Baltese guy. Uh, that's not how you pronounce his name. I know I messed his name up too, but they picked him up at um, 18th. Uh, I think he could be a heck of a player. I think that the the picture of, you know, um, everybody going to talk to Zion and, he, and him being, you know, left alone like that. I saw D-Wade and I saw, um, you know, uh, Draymond in the comments, like, use it as um, motivation. Personally, I think he will. Um, I think that if you pick him up also, you might be looking to move Sabonis at some point in time. Um, but also I love picking up TJ Warren because you need to replace scoring. 
I mean, you, you might not even be able to sign uh, uh, um, um, sign back um, Bondanovich. Um, if you do even sign him back, you need that punch coming off the bench now that Tyreek Evans has been kicked out the league. So um, I love what they did. Um, and lastly, I want to talk about the – well, I want to talk about the Nuggets um, picking up Bobo. I was wrong as hell. I thought Bobo would be a lottery pick. Bobo indeed was not at all a lottery pick. They must have some real concerns about his physical. His medical really must be like god awful. His medical must be terrible. But I will say, Denver's taking some chances. They picked up Michael Porter Jr. They picked up Bobo. I think was a top five prospect in his class when he came out of high school. Like, look, man. If these guys can stay healthy and these guys can become who they were supposed to be coming out of high school. Denver is about to go on a run. Denver is about to have an amazing team for the next decade in the West. I mean, look, you already got Jokic. Millsap is getting older. I would maybe assume that you maybe accept Millsap's team option for this year. Um, you see what's going on with Bobo. That mean, cause, because, look, even if he can't start, that pretty much takes away the need for Trey Lyles or it makes Plumlee – nicely, no, you keep Plumlee, but it takes away the need for Trey Lyles because um, Bobo has, like, a crazy shooting touch for a big man. Like, like it's, it's very rare that you see – a seven footer with the touch that he has. Also, I think he can handle. He can put the ball on the floor. Uh, excuse me. He's two oh eight right now. I think his dad was like two hundred pounds his whole career. So that gives me hope that he can put on, you know, maybe ten more pounds, fifteen more pounds, get up to like two twenty eight. Um, you know, be able to be a little bit more physical. But I think that best case scenario. I mean, like Bobo becomes like a player who's rated like eighty three on two K. And you put that at the four with Jokic. And then you have Michael Porter Jr. And then you can have Gary Harris. And you can have uh, Jamal Murray both at the guard spot. Because, I mean, your length from the three to the five is insane. I mean, they put their arms out. They covering up half the court. Bo Bo, 7'2". Michael Porter Jr., like 6'10". And then you got Jokic there. You had him at the top of the key making plays. You could play five out. Um, so I think that Denver, again, I think Denver had a great night. Hopefully, Bobo can stay healthy and become who he's supposed to become. Um, so, yeah, man, all in all, man, like, I, I I think this was a great NBA draft. I think actually a lot of teams helped themselves. Oh, also the Lakers. I love the Lakers picking up uh, uh, Talon Horton Tucker is from the crib. Um, I think that, to me, it looks like they picked up P.J. Tucker at shooting guard. Um, I was watching his offensive highlights. He can handle the ball, put the ball on the floor. He can create space. Um, he seems to be a decent shooter. Um, but my thing that I like is his size. Uh, he's 6'4". I think he's 235. Probably needs to get a little bit, bit better shape. Um, and Not better shape, but put more muscle on. But I do like his size. Um, so that means that he can probably go in and mix it up, rebounding his vertical. I think it's like 38 inches. Um, he can block shots. Uh, he has long, I think his wingspan is 7'1". So he can get in the passing lanes. He can steal. I think they replace everything they lost with Josh Hart and then some. I love that pickup at uh, the 46 pick. Um, he's a guy like, look, again, I think that he compares mostly. I think that he'll be utilized as like if P.J. Tucker was a shooting guard with the Lakers. I think that at some point in time, you may even see him start next year um, on the Lakers. Uh, I think he's going to be a hell of a player. Like, I think R.J. Barrett is going to be a hell of a player. I think R.J. might even win rookie of the year. I love his personality. I think that um, New York media will love him. Think he's dealing with the media already pretty well. Um, I think that he'll get every chance he needs to succeed. 
Um, I think that the ball will be in his his hands a lot from day one. And I think that the college game hurt RJ, and I think that RJ is more fit for the pro game. Like, I would watch him at Duke sometimes, and I'd be like, man, bro, it's just not enough space on the court for you. When you get RJ out there and put some shooters out there so you can just give him the ball at the top of the key and just let him drive and create, I think that RJ is a guy that peak RJ could give you, like, 28-7-7 with, like, a steal. Um, I think RJ has real superstar potential. Um, so, again, man, I think this is a great draft. I think, again, a lot of teams help themselves. Um, and, you know, I think everybody's talking about it being a three-player draft. But I think that you like that there's, like, a lot of depth. There's a lot of potential for all-stars. Um, there's a lot of potential in this draft. Um, and, again, I think a lot of teams really, really help themselves on draft day. And the draft, as far as and just a event to watch, is probably the best draft that I can remember watching. Um, so yeah, Paris Daily Hot Takes. Uh, congratulations to all the to, to all the guys who uh, you know um, um, got drafted. Oh, one last thing. I think the Bulls helped themselves with Kobe White. I think having Kobe White there, Zach Levine there, um, Otto there, Laurie there, Wendell there. I think you can play fast pace. You can get up and down the court really, really well. Um, I think that they're gonna have a really fun basketball team next year in um, Chicago as well. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to all the uh, draftees. Uh, the work doesn't stop here. Uh, make sure you guys all you know go into camp, work hard. Um, I can't wait to analyze you guys' game in the pros. Hope, uh, hopefully, I get to meet um, and meet and talk to some of you guys. Uh, but yeah, man, congrats! I think this was a great draft class, and I think it just shows that like the talent consistently that we get coming out and coming into the league is only going to get better and better and better and better and better as the years go by. And let's turn our um, heads to the 2020 draft. You got LaMelo. You got, um, I think your name is Anthony Edwards, uh, uh, the supposed um, number one pick. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, can't wait till summer league. Pat Lilly hot takes.